Hey, Indel listener. Okay, before we jump into the interview, I just want to give you a little update. We've been having some issues with Spotify. So if you're listening specifically on Spotify right now, tune in for just a moment of your time. If you're not, you can ignore me. But we had uh, some issues. So we have The In Doubt Show, which we've just created. We have all our old episodes, which is fantastic, but we don't have any of our followers, any of our subscribers. And um, that's unfortunate because eventually we're going to erase the old one. They weren't able to move everything over to the new platform, the new channel. So if you're listening on the old branding, the dark blue In Doubt podcast, Uh, In a few months, that'll be gone, and we have no way of contacting you or connecting with you. So we encourage you in this moment, if you can go to the In Doubt Show, uh, it's the red branding, the updated branding. If you could like it, follow, subscribe, even leave a rating, that would be super helpful. That'll help us continue to spread the truth. But if you could do that, that would be great, because in a couple months, we won't be able to tell you that, and you'll just think we vanished. Anyways, enjoy the show. God bless. Welcome to the Indel Show. Happy Monday. Yeah. Happy Monday. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. Yeah. yeah. So live, live studio audience, thank you so much. They're, they're really good at fading out their cheers. You see how they did that? Like yeah, organically? Crazy. Yeah. They're very gifted. I see we got you. A, we got I a very gifted live studio audience. Thank you so much. Hey, happy Monday. I uh, hope you had a great weekend. Uh, I know I did. Brendan, do you have a good, you had a good weekend? It was fantastic. Come on, man. And Chris, fantastic. you had a good weekend? Yeah, it was pretty good. That's pretty good. Sometimes we don't, and that's okay. We'll yeah. admit it. Yeah. But so far, this weekend was, was pretty <laughs> I good. I would never admit I had a bad weekend. Okay. <laughs> well, you know that Brendan's a liar. So, <laughs> But uh, no, I would always tell you the truth, because it's all about being real. I'm all about re- being real. But uh, happy Monday. We hope you had a good weekend. And today is Monday, so we want to... We want to make Monday... <laughs> <laughs> Such an awkward pause. <laughs> we want to make Mondays great again. That's what we want to do at this show. Yeah. That's what we want to do. We want to make your Monday great today. So we're gonna have we have a great uh, day today lined up for us. We I have think so. uh, we have oh, some yeah. great conversations we're about to have, which I'm really really excited about. Um, it's we're celebrating today 11 years of in doubt as a ministry. Can you believe wow. it? 11 That's crazy. years. We're about to pack a lot of people into that room i don't know how we're gonna do it we're gonna have we're gonna be there's gonna be all the original hosts minus one of them who couldn't be here actually two of them well one of them kind of came here via ai ai what what do you mean well you'll just have to Whoa. find out you'll have to find out uh, i guess i'll have to wait and see yeah it actually uh, i'm very impressed with technology these days uh but uh yeah we're gonna have all the hosts here the original host is here who started in doubt 11 years ago which is super cool we have isaac we have daniel uh, Joshua, shout out to you. We wish you were here. You couldn't be here. Ryan McCurdy was also here too. A fun fact about Ryan McCurdy, he was my groomsman. Really? That, that was wow. a big mistake. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's awesome. Kidding. I love that, that guy. That was so rude. You know, when you when you look at him, you think he would be a really good um, gamer, but I destroy him at NHL and Xbox every single time. <laughs> well, I mean, NHL is not a real video game, so, you know. Okay, we'll be right back after our sponsors. <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Are we allowed to say that? I don't even know we're allowed to say that. They do not officially sponsor us. Uh, but Ryan McCurdy's here too, which I haven't seen in a long time. So I'm excited about it. But um, 11 years. So you've been here for five? Over five. Five Over and a half. Five and a half. And yeah. you've been here for five. five and you guys were around the same yeah, time. I've been close. here for about two weeks. <laughs> this is our second show. We've noticed. 
Okay. Hey, wow. it's okay. It's okay. He's we're it, gonna he's iron great. out the kinks, folks. Yeah, yeah. Listen, every season one, in my opinion, it just they're they're a little cringe sometimes. And this is season one of something new for you. So this is the second episode, well, right after the pilot. As they pointed out, it's technically season like eleven. <laughs> it's eleven years. Like, so I should we don't get have. the same amount of grace here, Andrew. Yeah, we probably should figure out a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, the, the the conversations we're gonna have, I have a feeling since we're with five hosts, probably gonna talk a lot. There's better. There better be good content. There's, I think there's gonna be good content. So why don't we just jump right into it? Because uh, I think we're gonna have to get the room all rearranged. We got to get the AI sorted out, which is gonna be pretty interesting. Uh, but uh, let's sort that out. Let's get everyone in the room. Uh, we hope you enjoy this. Well, here we are. I am uh, so excited. We have uh, all the hosts, minus one, Joshua Scott. Shout out to you if you're watching. We miss you. We hope you're doing well. He's out of country right now. But uh, we're here. We're here together. We're celebrating 11 years of In Doubt. So let's go around the room here. You can quickly introduce yourself. Okay. And maybe tell us when you started and when you decided to quit. <laughs> okay. 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 And actually tell us why. <laughs> okay. <just> well, uh, <laughs> I was... Uh, my name is Ryan. Ryan. And uh, I was the In Doubt... Uh, host back in 2019, 2019 and okay. uh, I was here uh, in an interim kind of time and I was in between Isaac and um, some of the new guys that have, have come on uh, in the last number of years and uh, yeah that's kind of my because you my were story. double dipping with you were working at a church at the same I was time, working right? at a church yeah. and kind of trying to make it balanced and, yeah. and work and uh, I I love in doubt and I love what it's about and so it kind of seemed like a natural fit and uh, so yeah that's kind of cool. how it all went down cool amazing we got you, brother. The OG. Oh, boy. Oh, man. I am so pumped that you're here, actually. All right. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. Uh, name is Mike Comiskey. I uh, I started, oh, boy. Well, In Doubt's been around for 11 years now and a couple years before that. Um, and uh, I started with the organization. So, um, yeah, this this is this is kind of coming full circle for me as, as we uh, see where the ministry has grown and, and, and the lives that are impacted as a result. So, yeah, excited to be here. So over 11 years, so I yeah, uh, hopefully you weren't looking for an exact answer. Yeah, that's amazing. And Plus what are minus. you doing now? Uh, principal of a, of a local Christian uh, middle school. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. We got you, bro. Yeah, yeah. So I, I started in 2014, and I uh, I left in 2018 to do some local church ministry. So I'm pastoring a little church there. But I've been, yeah, those are four awesome years yeah. Uh, here in doubt. Yeah. And you know, great. I got to say, a lot of our listeners actually still think that you're the host because yeah. of all the re airs. Right. So it's like, right, let right. the record show. <laughs> yeah. He actually left. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, wow. but we are so happy uh, for me being such a gift to the ministry. And then we got over here, we got uh, Daniel. Hey guys. Uh, been with the ministry now, what, four years? Almost going four on four years. Or something like that. Yeah. It's been, so I came on with. Isaac and Joshua. And it was an interesting time because we brought on three hosts at a time. And it was basically like a host cage match to see who would last the longest. <laughs> and I'm happy and to say won. I've lasted the longest um, <laughs> you know, out of the hosts and stuff. And I'm still kind of do it from time to time. Um, have I quit? No. Um, I tried to quit multiple times, but they just kept sending me interviews. So I, uh, <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> I'm, I'm here. But uh, no, just kidding. But yeah, it's been great. I've been part of In Doubt. Right now, I'm a full-time dad, which is pretty wild. So Come I work in a church uh, in downtown Vancouver. And then my wife and I, we had twins. And so it cut, we had to make a decision, like, what do we do? Uh, we can't survive in our 540-square-foot apartment 
much longer downtown. And it was just like, she needed me for the parental leave. So I'm basically on that government parental leave. I change bums all day. I rock babies to sleep. I cook mm-hmm. dinners. Um, and in doubt, it's been a way I can continue doing ministry uh, on yeah. this leave. So it's been awesome. Love being a part of it. Yeah, I'm thankful for technology that you could still kind of be here. So you're in Saskatchewan right now. I'm in Saskatchewan yeah. with you right now. Yes. Virtually, which is wild. Amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. so wild. And how are the twins? Doing so good, man. They're getting big. We had a doctor check up yesterday. They're hitting all their milestones <laughs> and things, and which is also really important because they were preemies. So our littlest mm-hmm. one was born at two pounds and our bigger one was born at three pounds. So they've come a long way. They're like 13 and 16 pounds now. But, oh, great. you know, that, God. that often can bring a lot of different complications and all sorts of stuff. But the Lord is so gracious and very near to us in the whole process. So, yeah. Praise God, wild. man. Praise God. I, I can imagine twins. Like, we all have kids. We all have kids. How many kids do you have? Two. Two kids. And ages? Four and two. Four and two. And what about you? Uh, four. Four boys. Four boys. Yeah. Yeah, and you still have hair. Yeah, it's... That's amazing. I would have been bald for sure. Well, actually, I am bald and I have two. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, eleven, eleven, nine, seven, five. Yeah, the the, the fourth nine. one was yeah, an extra blessing. Come yeah. on, yeah, I love so. it. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> and Isaac has three now. Got three. Yeah, yeah. almost five, two, and six months. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, we have two, almost five, and almost two. But see, none of us had twins. Twins, like I can't imagine a two for one, like the Mennonite special, you know, which is really great with food, but. Probably a little challenging with children, yeah. I'm assuming. Well, it's challenging at the front end because you're dealing with like two screaming babies and like that, you know, when you're feeding, that brings challenges. Uh, it's obviously a challenge because you, you wake one up, the other one starts screaming because like, it's weird. They will hear the other one crying and join into the crying. Like, and the, the other one's not even upset. So one will be like bawling, <laughs> yeah. the other one's just, like screaming and then just stops and goes just cold face. Uh, but they say it's way easier because, like, once they hit like you know age two, they just play with each other the whole time, oh, right? So yeah, they're just hanging totally. out, and apparently that's where Built it gets in like babysitting. Quite easy. Yeah. Somebody told me at church that one day when we had our first kid, they said, "You know, the best toy for a child." I said, "I actually don't know." They're like another child, and Come it's on. proven true. Like yeah, our yeah, four-year-old man. and two-year-old are playing together more. Yeah, and it's like totally. there's an hour where they're together playing by themselves, not always nicely, but yeah. sometimes, you know, but. Yeah. That's just amazing. It's a it's a cool. gift. Kids are such a gift. I barely slept yesterday, maybe like an hour and a half because kids are <laughs> But you know what? I'm so grateful. Because of the kids, actually. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to have kids. Yeah. They said they said have kids. Have kids, they said. No, kids are such a blessing. And I'm glad to hear that uh, the twins are doing good because I know there was like concerns at the beginning. So praise God that they're growing. Everything's mm. great. That's amazing, man. We wish you were here. And Joshua, we wish you were here as well. But uh, we're going to dive into some stuff. I wanted to kind of maybe even just talk briefly, because I know you were even just asking, Mike, uh, before we even pressed record, just about the kind of the history of it starting. So I'd love to kind of just hear, like, what was the thoughts and the process of like, hey, we need to have a resource and what was going on at that time, if you remember? I know 11 years ago is a long time. I don't remember what happened last week. So if we can try to get there, yeah, that'd be awesome to just kind of hear the foundation of the last 11 years. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, in doubt over uh, uh, eleven years, I came out of um, youth ministry as an associate pastor at a local church, and uh, when I joined on with Back to the Bible Canada, uh, we could see the change that Scripture was having in the, in the lives of people across Canada. 
Um, and But we also knew that the church was starving in terms of its youth um, leaving in droves, it seemed, after high school and, and young adults. Um, not so much turning their way from the church, but kind of uh, walking through the desert and yeah. and not really having a guide and not being grounded and rooted in Scripture. And we said, how can we do this? How can we take the richness of Bible teaching and put it into a medium where youth can experience uh, the Word of God daily? Um, so we understood at that time that what we know to be true is if you're reading and reflecting and responding to the Word of God, it'll change your life. It'll change your perspective of who you are as an individual and your identity in Christ. It'll change the decisions you make um, on a daily basis. So we said, you know, how how can we get the Word of God to them in a way that is relevant and real in the mediums that they use? And so um, back in that day, you know, apps were a big thing and and uh, and and cell phones were in their hands more so um, now than it was before. And so we thought, maybe let's start there. And and so we built uh, InDoubt um, uh, with an app that would push out uh, portions of Scripture and, sh- and short little... Um, reflections on that on that scripture that was relevant to them and they could choose the time of day they got it and and we started there and so the idea was just kind of put breadcrumbs out there for youth and say we know that they they need the word of god let's figure out a way that we can get it to them in a way that's relevant for them and and then um and then kind of rolled out after that i mean the idea of in doubt in its name because we wrestled back and forth with what do we call this thing Mm -hmm. um and where it really came from is going Kids, when we when we talk to youth when they leave uh, the church or leave high school, um, they have doubts about their faith, mm-hmm. right? So their faith has been their parents' faith or a very surface level faith for yeah. years and years and years, and so they leave into this huge world, and they go, "Wow, do I actually believe what I've said I believe mm-hmm. to be true all this time?" And they start to doubt, and we know that the best way to encounter that doubt is to give them the living word. Amen. And Amen. So that's kind of where it came. Amen. Praise God, man. And I love that that's like the foundation today. You know, we talked about uh, last week was our first show and we talked about just this idea that, you know, we're married to the mission. The mission will never change. We want to give gospel truth and have a foundation of biblical, a biblical perspective for people to engage with culture and life. Uh, But the medium sometimes changes so that we're kind of dating the medium but we're married to the mission. So that never changes. And so just out of curiosity, what was the medium back then that you were doing? Because I know it's kind of changed. Even this is all new for us. And what were you doing at that time? And what did that look like? Well, something that hasn't changed, especially that I know this in my new role now, is is kids have uh, youth and young adults. And I keep saying kids because the original thought was around youth. Now, youth didn't really have bookends to it, right? Youth could be um, you know, high school students up to young adults. And, and then we moved towards more and more um, outside of high school, targeting the audience outside of high school. Um, and the medium at the time was like, they had very low attention spans. So how can we get something that is, is you know, engaging, yeah. um, keeps their attention, but also just kind of drills a point home and then move on in their day. Right. Um, and so we were using, we developed an app at that time and with under 140 characters, they'd kind of get a little reflection on a, on a verse. Um, and then we moved slowly into developing some videos, but there are more emotive videos. Um, and so we would, we would characterize like a, a youth and what they might be dealing with, whether it was loneliness or depression or curiosity or sexuality or whatever in kind of a 30 second video. Um, and then punctuate it with what yeah. the word of God says yeah. about that yeah, topic to kind of spark a, okay, I wonder, I want to know more. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, very short videos, kind of like provocative Twitter. Yeah, yeah Twitter, yeah. quit Twitter character yeah. amount, right? Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so cool, man. I uh, again, just like I try to find just a bunch of things throughout the years just to kind of see where we've come from. And it's just so cool to even have a ministry who is open to discovering new mediums. As long as it's gospel, as long as we can get out there, we want the word of God to get out there. And so I just really appreciate In Doubt for that, to just always be trying to get the truth out. And I feel like now more than ever, we're just bombarded with a lot of uh, just anti-God and no truth. And it's declared as truth. And so I think, uh, I just think it's just cool to see what you've done. It's cool to see what has been built from that. Uh, you mentioned like you were like in the corner of a little thing and against a brick wall. And so we thought, hey, we're, you know, like we're going back to it's our come roots. Full circle. With, you know, yeah. full circle. <laughs> yeah. You saw the brick kind of had a little PTSD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's right. Like, yeah. Cold oh, shiver. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Why is he sweating? Is that yeah. yeah. <laughs> must be the bricks. <laughs> it must be the bricks. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, we really appreciate all that you've done to kind of start this, man. I, I was really excited to meet you today. And, and it's cool to hear the story. Of how it's come. So I'd love to uh, get to know all of you a little more. And so what we're going to do, and we've done this before in the past. I've listened to some old episodes, so it's kind of cool where we have a mug. You guys have a mug. We have a mug. There's some questions in here. And Daniel will get you the question and you're going to answer. And we're going to try to get you to pull out uh, something from the mug. It won't make sense to you right now, but it will uh, later. But um, uh, why don't one of you pick up a question? Come on. <clears throat> All right. What is a good book you've been reading or have read that you'd recommend? Cool. Oh, man. Uh, okay. So there's this book I'm reading right now, and I got it with some Christmas money. And uh, it's by the author Nancy Piercy. It's called Love Thy Body. And I'm not sure. Daniel, do you know, have you guys interviewed uh, Nancy Piercy? I haven't interviewed her, but okay. she'd be amazing to have on. I know she's like, okay. that book? is unbelievable yeah. i've like quoted from it i haven't read yes. the entire thing but i've like yes. used it in papers and sermons and all sorts of stuff like it's a loaded like it's like the magnum opus of gender and the bible yes and sexuality yeah. and like it's really totally. really good yeah it's 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 very good and i would just recommend that too especially if you're listening and you're uh like like daniel just said um what basically nancy piercy does which i find is so helpful um, is that she, in a very, very clear way, she's an amazing teacher and writer, so it's not over your head at all. She, and that's like saying something because I'm not very smart. So I was reading it, and and basically she helps uh, you see the undergirding worldview that holds up the major issues of our day, uh, euthanasia, uh, transgenderism, homosexuality, um, sleeping around, hookup culture, uh, abortion. And she basically has, you know... Um, was able to present that undergirding worldview, which is super simple. And then once you get it, it's like, oh my goodness, this all makes sense. And then obviously being a Christian, she helps you see what are the ways that we can uh, approach these, the people that are kind of stuck in this worldview, see the worldview for what it is, which is very dehumanizing, even though they think it's, you know, yeah. all about, you know, us. But anyways, it's very, very helpful. So I, uh, that book, and then a book that I always uh, recommend is George Mueller's autobiography. Uh, he was a, you know, a Christian man, and he, he set up orphanages in Bristol and uh, he decided to do this whole ministry uh, to prove to the world that you can get everything you need just by prayer. And he never asked for money for anything. He just, he did it all by prayer and he helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids. And it's an amazing uh, wow. autobiography. So wow. those are two I would recommend. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. Who would like to go next? 
I mean, I just started a book uh, this week that a friend of mine who's a pastor uh, near me uh, in, in the city recommended, and we've been hanging out a bit. And uh, he was like, oh, you know, this book that he said is just ministered to him in a deep way. And he comes from a Presbyterian background. Um, and it is called Gentle and Lonely. Uh, Gentle and Lowly, Lowly yeah, by like, or, or, uh, Dane, uh, Dane uh, Oatland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I just started reading the book the other day, and it's it's great because I think there's a lot of different books and a lot of different preachers and teachers that will go um, and talk about the mercy, the kindness, and the love of God. And and there's a balance of his justice, his holiness, his beauty, his grandeur. And I think this book so far, I'm only a few chapters in, has been really sweet to see, you know, what is the heart of Jesus? And he goes to Matthew 11 and Jesus declares, you know, this is my heart. This is come to me all who are weary and heavy burdened and I will give you rest. And, and he talks about how he's gentle and lowly. And he's, he unpacks some of that to say, um, Jesus is accessible. Mm. And I think a lot of people, why, why the book kind of resounds with me is because a lot of people um, can say, oh yeah, I know Jesus is loving. I know Jesus is kind. I know he has favor and he's, you know, his kindness and his loving kindness and drawing us in. And yet he seems distant. You know, there's a lot of people can think that way and say, yeah, but this book is really unfolding that actually he's loving, kind, gracious, just, holy, grand, and accessible. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you don't, you don't get the the distinction of he's one or the other. He's both. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. That sounds like a good book. What about you, Mike? Uh, yeah. One that I started, um, actually uh, just before Christmas is James K. Smith. Um, so he's a theologian, a professor at Calvin college and it's, uh, I was trying to remember the book, uh, title specifically. So I'm sorry if he's listening. Um, you are what uh, you are, what you love, but you might not love what you think. So, um, the idea around reestablishing liturgies in your life that are formed around faithful practice, um, and so it goes a lot into like how you wake up in the morning and, and posturize yourself before God doesn't mean checking your email right away, right? Or engaging in social media and things that are self-serving, um, but creating helpful, faithful liturgies in your life that reform uh, self through um, through how you experience God in a day. Um, and that's been helpful because I think, uh, you know, regardless of what professions we're in, but, um, but I find in my own profession that you can get so bogged down in the details and immerse yourself in the day before really establishing yourself before God. And yeah. so that's been really, really helpful, cool. um, yeah, convicting, but helpful. Yeah. yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Awesome. Daniel, what are you reading these days, bro? Well, I, I was, you know, you mentioned this question, hey, be thinking about some books and I, I felt a little bit convicted because I haven't really been reading that much. Part of well, it is because I like bro. you have twins. I get up every morning and I'm I'm the one like <laughs> I get up night moon. Good night moon. Good night moon. This is parenting like, for dummies. That's yeah. like another question for you guys who have kids older than mine, which is like, how do you find time to read? Because <laughs> yeah. I've I, you know I've been having a hard time with that. Like trying to because when I sit down, I'm like I need a half hour. I need forty minutes to really get into something. Feel like I'm starting to like feel the argument of the book like begin to comprehend it and stuff and that's just not happening right now but maybe just flipping that question to you quick and then i got two recommendations okay well how old are your kids they're like nine months yeah yeah you're in the thick of it yeah bro you're reading <laughs> yeah. like good night moon and chicken little yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah the paw patrol trilogy yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what you should be doing yeah that's amazing well i i usually read like i mean our little one, our littlest one is a year and a half, almost two years. 
And so obviously the day is crazy. I just, we put, we put them down for bedtime early and then I just try to have some quiet time. So that's when yeah. I would read. But when I was in the thick of it, no, I'm not reading anything except like diaper directions. That's right. You heard me diaper directions. How do you put the diaper on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's all I was reading. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's no magic. There's no magical formula to no, trying to no. find quiet time when you totally. got that many kids in the house. It's totally. it's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when I was working at a church, it was easier to just like, hey, I can commit this hour because I I'm going to use this book towards something, right? But yeah. right now, I haven't found that balance. But the two books that I would recommend that have really been so interesting to me in the last couple of years, one of them is a secular book called The Madness of Crowds, written by. Um, Oh, I'm just going to look at it. Douglas Murray is his name. So he's a, uh, he, he's a writer in England. He is a, a gay conservative man, not a Christian, but he, he looks at from his worldview and how he, you know, like he looks from a secular world at these major issues of like uh, the homosexual issue, the issue of transgenderism, um, uh, racism. He, he picks it about four of them and he says, I see where these things are going, but here's what they're getting wrong. It's really interesting critique from someone who is secular. Because uh, I know we talk a, a lot about these in, you know, the Christian worldview. But coming from someone who's in the secular realm is super interesting. And then another one that blew my mind is a really simple book, really simple read called When the Church Was a Family by a guy named Joseph Hellerman. And the whole understanding, like, the, it just blew my mind of what it means to be the family of the church in that, um, when Jesus talks about who is my mother, who is my brother, and he begins to say, you are, right? He's talking to his followers. He, he's basically saying, in Christ, your uh, spiritual family supersedes that of your biological family, which would, would have been like crazy. And we, we hear stories from time to time, right? If someone, maybe if they're a Muslim and they come from a Muslim context and they become a Christian and will say, hey, this is now your family. Right. Because maybe if they're Muslim, their family has disowned them, happens in other religions. Um, but when Jesus is saying this, it just flipped everything on its on its um, on its head, because your family was the ultimate strong group. You like in the ancient world, never turned on your family. At the end of the day, you'd go against your spouse's family before you turn on your own family. And so he begins to tease that out and what it means to really be uh, a family in the family of God. And it. Cool. Blew my mind. And so really highly wow. recommend that book. Cool. And an easy read. A book that I've been reading um, uh, right now is called Reset. And uh, it is by David Murray. And it's about uh, having a grace-paced life in a burnout culture. So for me, I experienced last year clinical burnout. And kind of the whole floor underneath me just kind of collapsed. And it was just a crazy time of anxiety, depression, panic attacks, like stuff I've never experienced before in my life. And um, so it really messed me up. That happened in April and I had the whole year where I was just like out of it. Like it was really, really, really hard. One of the hardest years I've ever experienced in my life. But uh, this book that a friend gave me, um, I kind of looked at it and I saw it on the shelf. I just saw this, it's bright yellow. And I'm like, I think I need to read that book. And I looked at the title and it's actually geared towards like men in their mid thirties. That's what he says at the beginning. <laughs> if you're a man in your mid thirties, this and that, I'm just like, are you like reading my journal? Yeah. What's going on? This is crazy. This is like some kind of weird. Anyway, so I was just like, oh my goodness. So it's actually just ministering to me so much, just kind of helping me kind of figure out just the chaos that I was living in and how to kind of calm down and have a just a slower pace 
and not try to do everything. And, and so it's just been like, it's like every chapter you're going into like a repair bay. And so I kind of like that analogy too, cause I'm a car guy and it's just like, you're just trying to fix and trying to figure out, diagnose what, you know, what's going on and how to kind of address it. So it's just actually been really good for my soul personally, cause I'm going through it right now. So, uh, but that's a great book, Reset, David Murray. Uh, let's pick another question. We're going to get Daniel to uh, pick a question here. And uh, this might not make sense, Daniel. <sighs> Come on, baby. <laughs> I'll get it. All right. Oh, he got... <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I, technology has really improved technology, it's getting, in I'm the last you, decade, I'm I tell you. AI is unbelievable. It's teleportation. <laughs> okay, here's the question. In all your years at In Doubt, what has been the single funniest memory that you have of your time, of your ministry? That's a good question. I can go first. Andrew, why don't we start with you? you I can go first. I've been here for a solid two weeks. (laughs) And I think that moment right there was pretty ridiculous. And Daniel, you'll understand why when this airs. But that was so perfect. Um, You know what? I feel like every day, honestly, there's just been... I don't know. I can't. I honestly think that was probably the funniest thing. This is this yeah, is the second fair. episode. This yeah, is the that's second fair. episode. That's fair. There was not a lot of fun with Dr. John. No, there was a lot of fun with Dr. John Newfield, but nothing <laughs> funny. You know what I mean? So yeah. that was probably the highlight. Go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> oh man, I don't have that's a tough question for me. That is a, a very tough question for me. I think um there was a few episodes where uh, Chris, sound engineer, and uh Courtney, who was in doubt uh coordinator for a mm-hmm. period of time. Um, there was one episode, I think I got the host's last name wrong okay. a few times okay. in a row. And every time, like, I think I said it out loud to her and I, I don't want to say her name <laughs> now, uh, and get it wrong, but I could just feel Chris and Courtney in the other room laughing and dying, trying not to, like, they're just trying to hold it together. And I'm there just with the guest and just trying to hold it together oh, and like man. oh it was bad it was bad but it was a funny one yeah that, that's hard i remember we were doing uh like these short 30 second video segments right and they always had to be super impactful and we were doing a episode on um like overindulgence right so like oh and we focused on overeating i don't know if that was just my own personal conviction there so <laughs> So we brought a pizza in, <laughs> yes. and it was we were in the front lobby way, and we had the pizza there, and we had a um, a staff member, and all we needed her to do is just like make the video so it looked like she kept on eating, right, eating this pizza, and then the pizza would disappear. But we had to do so many takes with oh the lighting, goodness. and then flushing the toilet, and the and then you picked up the audio, and so we had her rinse and repeat. And I remember talking to her, I'm like, "Why do you look so sad after the episode?" She's like, "I gave up pizza for Lent," and we kept oh, on making no. her eat this pizza <laughs> for like an hour yes. of retakes, and it was like. Like, oh yeah, we're terrible human beings. Oh, yeah, well, I thought I'm really... you were gonna say it's like I'm extremely lactose intolerant. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, no. oh, or we find that out later. Oh, yeah, no. that is funny. Yeah, that's oh, hilarious. Man. Um, okay, I got t- I took got two uh, okay. really quick ones. Uh, a lot of uh, people, uh, generous brothers and sisters in Christ that support Back to the Bible are from Southern Manitoba, okay. and so uh, in my time here, we were there a few times, and uh, I don't know why, but. Steve, Ben, some of the other guys from Back to the Bible were there first, and I came with John later to do some presentations. So we pull into the, the airport there, and uh, we're going to rent a car. And I I feel justified in this, but I, I was not told by anybody that we had to buy, like, a, a rent a van to put all the equipment in. 
So we just had to rent a car. So I was with John. We're like, let's let's get the Mustang. <laughs> let's get the, I don't know. I'm not Mustang. I'm not a car guy. It was like it was like a Charger. It was like a Charger Mustang. It was just a tiny little car with a big motor. And Dr. John was just like, yeah. He was like, this is awesome. And, and I was like, do you want to drive? He's like, no, you can drive it. I was like, awesome. So we're driving down Southern Manitoba just in this Charger. And I was passing people I felt like on fire, especially with Dr. John, like who I looked up to saying, this is good. This is good. I was like, this is good. So then we get to the hotel and we walk in and then there's there's some of the other leaders, Steve and Ben there, and they say, you didn't get the van? Like, where are we going to put the tents? Where are we going to put all this stuff? And I felt so bad, so bad. One one other story. I was having lunch here. And um, for those of you listening, like the, the office is here. There's like a creative common area. So I had a desk there. So other people are around. And the lunchroom is kind of there too, more like open space. So uh, I get a little queasy when I see my own blood. I know it's too much information. So I'm eating at my desk and I just like, I chomp pretty hard on my, on my tongue. And I'm like, oh no, this is not good. So I go to the, I go to the bathroom. And I'm like, I just want to assess the situation. So I like, my tongue out. and it's like, I won't go into details, but it's like pulsing blood. I was like, oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness, this is not, I got some pretty wicked eye teeth. So it's like pierced. I was like, this is not good. I walk back to my desk, like really carefully. I sit down. And all of a sudden, I start getting like lightheaded. Oh, I, no. I, I fainted before when this happens. And Kim, who works at the front desk here, she's eating lunch. I'm like, Kim, I think I'm going to faint. <laughs> Everyone's around. And Kim's like, okay, just lay down. So I just like get off my desk, chair desk, and just lay on the floor. <laughs> and there's other people working. And I'm like, no one's coming to like help me. And they're just looking at me like, you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just laying down on the ground because I'm about to faint and the blood in my mouth. Uh, oh, so anyways, pretty goodness. silly, silly things, but lots of stories. And one involves you as well, but I won't share that one. It's about Olive what, Garden. What? What? Uh, I don't know if you want me to share it, but we were, you came, so seven years ago, you were doing music for us as we did a big tour around Canada. Oh, I will tell tour. And yes, the I will tell tour. 2015, so, okay. So we go have Olive Garden before we have to go to this um this, I don't uh, even remember this church. What's okay, happen. then I'll share it. So it's okay. <laughs> All I remember is that uh, free breadsticks and soup is not a good idea. And I just remember, I think Andrew maybe ate a little bit too much. No. Because then we went to the church and we're all getting prepped. And I remember just looking over at your face and I, you're just like this. And I just, I couldn't help stop laughing. I'm so sorry, brother. And uh, I know you were in pain, but you did it. You, you, you led worship that oh, night okay. on too much breadsticks and soup. And I'm just like, I'm proud of you, Andrew. Thank you, man. Thank yeah. you. I do not remember because I do that often. I'm like, that's not, that's not even funny. That's just the story yeah, of my life. Yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> the story of my life. Daniel, what's your uh, crazy, funny story with in doubt? I got a few. I, just on that breadstick thing, I once I once played football with a guy. Uh, <laughs> like our team did our pregame meal in college at Olive Garden, and so they basically just had like some pre-made pasta for us, so they could feed like seventy guys. Anyways, one of our players, and I, I I'm not joking, he ate twenty two breadsticks while sitting wow. there. And let's just like he was in the same boat. He just felt so sick, and he just played horrible the next day. Uh, <laughs> as a result. Okay, but that's not... 22 like breasts. That's about. like an appetizer, man. Are you kidding me? I know. That's an appy. <laughs> what gets... But then, like, when you get the soup and breadstick thing and you start shoving the soup into the yeah, breadstick, yeah, it's, it's... It's a bad you know, time. It's like you're it's a, a kid again. Um, yeah. Some of the, you know, fond memories of In Doubt, like, um, obviously, I've been doing this kind of online for a bit, but being able to come to the studio and do things. Uh, there was um, Isaac. We did a karaoke session, one Christmas party. Do you remember that? <laughs> The, I'm trying uh, to remember. Fill me in. It was me, you, and Josh. 
on the cruise. That was a good memory. Oh no, <laughs> no, <laughs> I do remember. The, <laughs> it was like uh, on like that tiny screen. But I have one of the funniest um, endings to an interview ever, and I don't. I won't name who it was, but basically we were like we were talking to this person, and this this guy, Chris, you'll remember this. Um, he was like just so polished, so good at what he does. Boom, boom, boom. Like you'd ask him a question, like it's just, and it wasn't like a canned answer. It was just like he is so good at talking and answering. And usually, when you get to the end of a podcast, we'll say, "Hey, thank you for being here" and stuff like that. And then I'll give like a hand signal to Chris and be like, "Hey, like, hey, we're done. Hey, thanks for being on the program. Thanks for joining us. You know, like I thought it was awesome. We'll just, you know, we'll chit chat for a little bit." This guy, he basically finished. I'm like, "Well, thank you again for being on the program." And he goes, "Thank you for having me. You know, you do a great job as a host. All the best." And he just hangs up right there. (laughs) And I look, look at Chris. I was like, did that just happen? Like it was, but it was the most, I wasn't even mad. It was like the most smooth ending. The whole thing was so smooth that he just smoothly like, you know, ended our call. Oh my That's goodness. awesome. So I think we're still on good terms with that guy. I think he likes me. Yeah. I hope. He keeps ignoring my emails, but that's fine. It's unrelated. Yeah. I keep tweeting at him and he keeps, you know, anyways. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I want to, um, Chris, you can get ready to cue some music here because we're going to do something fun together. We're going to take a trip down memory lane. I don't think there's no music. That's okay. Um, I think Chris is sleeping. <laughs> All right. So um, are you ready for the sound bites? I don't even know because he's not here to give me a thumbs up. But we have some I can sound see bites. I can see him on my screen. Chris, you can? thumbs up. He's got a thumbs up. Yeah. Oh, he got a thumbs up. Yeah. All right. So uh, the first one um, is just some fun clips of Isaac. Let's listen in. Hola, como estas, Isaac? They no quiero Jesus. Gracias. <laughs> these are these are bloopers. Well, listen to this. This next one's actually really good. Listen to this one's awesome. We live in the sad day when Christmas is barely about Christ. Santa is worshipped more than Jesus. And let's be real, Santa is just the incarnation of Satan himself. So, uh, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. And then we have one more with Isaac. Taking us right up to the... uh, Gosh. All right. Now we have we have we have some with Ryan. <laughs> Are we allowed to do this one? If you look right there. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't even remember. Okay. I think I <laughs> let's just play it. Okay, go ahead. See what let's happens. hear some of Ryan. <laughs> Onward Christian soldiers. All right, next. <laughs> just like a Maka. A Maka? Ineka. Emeka. <laughs> this is my last episode, so peace out. No, okay, okay. Um, okay, this this is the best one. Oh, maybe it's not the best one. Play number four. Number four is. Oh no, one. this is the one I was talking about. <laughs> play number four. Play number four. Um, Rosaria Buttersworth, thank you, Butterfield. Sorry, Rosaria. We're gonna cut that out when, <laughs> when we get there. <laughs> That's what you were talking about. That's oh the goodness. one. Oh, I felt so bad. Oh, God. Was that, when you, were, was that when you were talking to her, that's too? Oh, yeah. And 
Chris, oh, yeah, Chris yeah. and Courtney were in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> But actually, that was one of my favorite interviews as well. Oh, like, yeah. Her story is beautiful. Amazing. And uh, anyways, that was... Uh, that was the oh, one. Oh, that's the one. We got some stuff of Daniel. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. The maybe the devil, <laughs> maybe... You gotta serve somebody. Okay, <laughs> well, number two. I'm doing well. I'm uh, currently enjoying... Uh, a nice sparkling water as we, uh, you know, record this episode, and uh, it's grapefruit. <laughs> I don't even want to know what I'm saying there. Let's just let's just redo that. As <laughs> Amazing. Last one, number three. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay, number three. Martin Lloyd Jones. 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 Lloyd Jones. Martin Lloyd Jones. Martin Lloyd Jones. Quote by Lloyd Jones. Martin Lloyd Jones. Yeah, you have Martin Lloyd Jones in your set. So one thing led to another. I'm wearing Martin Lloyd Jones's robe, standing at Martin Lloyd Jones' pulpit, and reading from Martin Lloyd Jones' Bible. Random question: Who's one of your biggest influences? On a totally John Calvin. John Calvin. Oh yeah, cool, 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 cool. Me too. Me too. Uh, Mike, we couldn't find any dirt on you, man. That's good. I buried them well. No, you know what though? We need something. So we we want your legacy to continue. So say something ridiculous. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we we try. I tried to dig and dig. I'm like, man, you were like, you're just. I couldn't find anything. But I know there's something. In doubt, never really had a voice way way back when it was. It, yeah. So we'll so, try to see if we can like. Well, that's what I'm gonna say anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what so I'm you stop say. looking. <laughs> so yeah. you stop. Yeah. That's amazing, man. And we couldn't find anything for Joshua either. So you guys are. Uh, I consider yourself blessed. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, a couple more questions. We'll get Ryan to do one, and we'll get Mike to do one. But you go first, and then we'll kind of wrap up. Share a memory of a moment within doubt that impacted you deeply. Hmm. Andrew? Oh, <laughs> you know what? Since this is my second episode, <laughs> but last week uh, doing an interview with Dr. John, we talked about um, just kind of diving into the seeker sensitive movement. And we talked about, you know, how we see this mass exodus of young people and we connected kind of the dots to realize, you know what? You know, he always talks about what you win them with is what you win them to. Yeah. And so we see a lot of church just kind of preaching stuff besides the gospel almost. Hmm. And and so we kind of were work, looking through Matthew 7, the wide and narrow path. And that was just like really impactful to have him kind of unpack Matthew 7, unpack the narrow gate, the wide path, what's happening in our culture. It was just like eye-opening to me. I just felt like I'm seeing Matthew 7 right now. Hmm. And it was just like a huge, just like a, it, it, it kept me up at night after we talked because even looking at verse 13 and 14, we talk about the wide and the narrow path. And then verse 15 kind of gives the reason why the path is so wide and why it's so easy because it says, beware of false teachers who look like they're, you know, with the ravenous wolves. Um, those are the ones who are saying, hey, like, come to this path. And kind of just saying things that kind of, it, you know, itch our ears. And, mm -hmm. and so it was just very, very impactful for him to walk through how we can protect ourselves as young people and how we need to get back to the Bible. So that was, I mean, 
out of the two episodes we've done so far. Yep, that's the deepest. I mean, there's a lot of impact here. Yeah, (laughs) I'm just kidding. But uh, it was just uh, it was just such a blessing to hear him unpack. He's Mm. such a phenomenal Bible teacher. So Mm, I really enjoyed last week. Yeah, sweet. It's really good. What about you? Oh man, that's a great question. I'd need to think a little bit more about that. No problem. Wow. You too. You let him off just like that. Yeah. Well, I don't want. You know what? Think. Think. There you go. I mean, I could pull something out where I I just think you know. In oh terms God. of, in ter- now I'm going to reach for something. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, no, I think, I think the structure of, of being in a, in a routine of having conversations with people who have a, an angle or have a, a wisdom in an area mm. of, of maybe it's a specific study, um, I believe like Stephanie Gray, right? Uh, abortion and, and like, you know, talking with her was just like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. It's it's not just an opinion. This mm. is a well thought out mm. base. Like there's a basin of resources that she is drawing from um, to say this is why the biblical worldview and this is why you know when we look at scripture and it forms our thinking on life and you know um, this is why we think the way we think you know or the way she thinks um, and and why the countercultural view the biblical view is actually really solid mm-hmm. and worth standing on. Um, so I mean there's there's lots of those conversations with people like her mm-hmm. um that would be one that i think was yeah. uh, a meaningful one for me mm-hmm. um just hearing her i i think that that topic that i've witnessed um discussed in discourse uh abortion in in culture is so polarizing yeah and for somebody like her to just step in and say okay let's just let's look at the facts yeah let's huge. look at the perspectives yeah. let's not get all like whoa like let's just enter into this conversation with with a level head and a grounded heart in Christ. And yeah, I think huge. she did that well. No, and so huge. that was one I really appreciated. Yeah, it's huge. Didn't let him off the hook. There you go. Uh, so the thing that res- resonates with me the most, at least, and this has been a memory actually, if I'm honest, uh, has stuck with me time and time again about mm. God's faithfulness. Um, and kind of when you are, are, are searching and very much needing uh, him to come through in a big way um, that uh, he surprisingly or not surprisingly does it time and time again um and so even before in doubt um we were thinking about the idea uh the funds weren't there to to start the ministry yet and we figured everything we needed from from cameras to audio equipment uh to just marketing and getting the ministry going we knew as, a, as an organization that that this is the direction we ought to head we just weren't sure how we were going to get there we knew that fifty thousand dollars was going to be the number so mm-hmm. that that's how much it was going to take and I had been, because uh, we were a much smaller team then, uh, doing some development with the organization as well and had cultivated some relationships out of out of province. And I met this uh, one guy, um, uh, came to faith early in his life, totally left the faith, got into oil and gas industry, went wayward, um, and now he was uh, mid-60s, uh, had one kid uh, from an ex-wife uh, that was totally estranged to him. Um, and somehow, uh, him and I struck up a conversation cause he started giving to the ministry. Um, and he's like, the young people just desperately need to hear the word of God. Like mm. the word of God's transforming mm. my life. I sit in mm. church when I'm in town and I see the young people coming and going and they need to hear the word of God. And I was like, so we kept on this conversation going and I remember sitting and having dinner with him. And, uh, and Ben was there and, and Steve were there and we were all having a conversation about kind of who he is and what he does for work. And, and, uh, the t- this time came where I'm like, you know, we need $50,000 to start in doubt. Is that something that you could help us with? He's like, done. 
Wow. Like, sorry, come again? <laughs> wow. Uh, we should have taken you to a nice restaurant. Um, <laughs> but it was like this aha moment of going, holy cow, God is working in the lives of other people that we are just wow. beginning to know wow. and have brought them to the ministry to start something that yeah. we have no idea what its reach would be. But knowing that the reach needed to happen, and God's like, "I got this. Don't That's worry. Wow. You just show up, and I'll do I'll do the rest." So, wow. um, so, so yeah, that amazing. one really sticks with me. Wow! Praise God! What a testimony! Amazing! That's awesome. Yeah, there's lots, but I'll just just do one because I know we're short on time here. But I a lot of the work at In Doubt, at least for me in the four years, was a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I'm writing a lot of stuff. Uh, having interviews with these people, and like you, like you said, Ryan, like it was, those. That's really powerful. That that you know, people that know their stuff, and the Lord's just speaking through them to you. And I felt so blessed. But uh, there was one time we did a fundraiser uh, here locally in the Lower Mainland in BC, and uh, there was a fellow there who had some younger girls. And uh, after I gave the sort of presentation about in doubt, we talked in the parking lot, and he just kind of started talking about his own girls and just his own fears as a dad about, and I don't even know if where they were at in their faith or if they were fine or whatever, but he just had some anxiety and some fear and he just was able to tell that to me and we were able to minister. So I know in doubt's like targeting young people, but here I was, I was able to, wow. you know, minister to this dad who was just anxious about his own girls. And uh, that was just, that's, that stuck with me, just stuck mm. with me. I was like, oh man, this is so good to be able to minister and pray in the parking lot of this, you know, fundraising banquet hall or whatever. Uh, it was, it was really good, wow. but so many great, so many great moments. So Praise, God. Praise God. That's awesome. Daniel. Yeah. The thing that's probably most impactful to me uh, is every time I do an interview, we always, you know, I'll, I'll talk with the guests at the beginning and say, Hey, here's what our program is. You know, we do a podcast. We also do like a radio show. And, um, and it actually like, when I tell them about that, it warms my heart every time because with the radio show, there's such an unknown, like um, there's such an unknown. Like who are we reaching and who are we actually like, um, you know, who's driving their car across the prairies and turns on the radio and hears like the, the gospel, maybe for the very first time. And that to me, like every time I think about that image, it's one of the reasons I've, I've loved being a part of In Doubt and I, I want to keep being a part of it. And, you know, I've been with it because it's what if, you know, I, I, I get to heaven one day and someone walks up to me. You know, and, and, and he says, hey, I, I heard a program you were doing with this ministry called In Doubt. And it was the beginning of me, you know, beginning to follow Christ. Like that to me is just the unknown. And one of the beauties of this ministry is you just don't know who you're going to impact. And so in a sense, you're kind of by faith, like we're sending it out on the radio. And yet it allows for the Lord to do some great work and some great ministry. So Literally every time we do an interview, I'm reminded of that, and it's it's really been impactful to me. Wow! Praise God, man! Praise God! It's 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 so cool that we all have kind of just been a part of this, and we get to see the growth and the change and the lives change. It's just, uh, and you know, and we get excited about the future. Um, we'll do one more question. <laughs> Why is in doubt such an important ministry today? It's hmm. a good question. Daniel, what would you, how would you answer that? In doubt is an important ministry today because um, we're willing to talk about things that many people are not willing to talk about. I think, um, you know, our higher ups have a real, you know, we're, we're under the banner of back to the Bible. And we, we, you know, we talk with Dr. John a lot and we, we learn a lot from, from him. And there's a no nonsense attitude with, 
with the team who are like, young people need to hear this truth and you yeah. need to say it because they need to be able to make it like a choice on this. They need to be able to uh, make an informed decision as best they can on these issues of life and theology and walking as a Christian. And so I've always appreciated that about in doubt is the willingness to say hard things and bring on mm -hmm. guests who will then say hard things and challenge us. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Isaac, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 important uh, because God is important. I don't just say that kind of just yeah. uh, slightly, but I'm just like, it, you know, people, young people are bombarded by all these issues today. We've talked about some of them, we've mentioned abortion, we've talked about some other issues, but um, th these are issues that they, they're hearing in college, mm -hmm. they're watching on Netflix, like these are just the things. And we realize that, um, yes, these things, like God speaks into them, but there's something behind all these things and it's 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 Jesus, mm -hmm. King King Jesus. Yeah. So in doubt has, is very unique in that we we bring up these things like um, Dan was saying, like Daniel was saying, we, we, we talk about these things to get sort of past them mm -hmm. to God. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, people are hearing about them. So let's talk about these things yeah. uh, and not just how does God influence it? Let's actually get through them to, to the one. Yeah. So that's why a lot of interviews I know what, that I would do, I would just ask the person like, can you just share the gospel? Like, mm -hmm. can you just tell the truth about Jesus? Mm -hmm. and, and they'll do that. And I'm like, yeah. yes, we're getting to the actual core. Yeah. And, uh, and that's why I think in doubt is so, so essential. Yeah. That's amazing. Awesome, man. Yeah. Mike, how do you uh, answer that? <clears throat> yeah, I think um, certainly in my line of work and because uh, I'm apparently an old guy now. Um, yeah, right. So I try to bestow my wisdom upon... Uh, <laughs> What I see a lot in, in youth and young adults now is kind of this wayward thinking of everything is based off of feeling, right? Well, I feel this way, so I'm going to search out things that can affirm my feeling in this area, right? To make mm -hmm. me feel good. Um, search out something that I want to hear about myself as long as I believe it to be true about myself or it makes me feel good inside. Um, what I like about In Doubt and what it has started to be and always been since, uh, which has actually formed around the ethos of what Back to the Bible Canada is, is um, the Word of God brings life and truth. And when it's delivered in a way that is uncompromised, mm -hmm. it transforms lives. Yeah. Um, and it's not about a feeling. Feelings are fleeting. And so sometimes I need something that can penetrate my feeling yeah. and tell me truth where I can't discern truth somewhere else. That's so um, good, man. And so yeah. you strip all that away yeah. and all the things that they encounter in in, in the context that they're living in and other ways. and and you deliver them the word of God yeah. Um, yeah. in in ways that are relevant to them, yeah. whether it be the topic or the medium. Um, so yeah, that that's why it, it, it matters and yeah. it matters a lot. It's huge. Such a good answer. Rye guy. Yeah, it's a great question. <clears throat> and I think when I when I hear that question, I think about why does it matter to the young adult that's mm -hmm. listening? And I think if I were, you know, I'm a pastor first. And so if I was sitting across at a coffee shop from somebody, I, I would... Uh, say to them that life is complex. Mm -hmm. Like the life that we live, the world that we live in uh, is complex. And um, we need we need a guide. We need to know the difference between right and wrong and and not even know in terms of knowledge. Like mm -hmm. I think that that's one of the, the big challenges of today is that there is so much information. There's an information overload. And there's so much of how do you grapple with these things? How do you, where do these land? Mm -hmm. And what category do I put this in? What what hierarchy of value is this to me? And um, I think there's a there's a a longing for or there's a vacuum of 
wisdom that yeah. needs to be shared. And yeah. I think kind of what what some of the others have, have already said is just we need to know um, what Scripture has to say. Yeah. And we need to let Scripture form us and, and shape us, um, mind, heart, body, soul, like our whole sense of being. I think that's one of the passages that, you know, in my own life I've been working through is like, okay, what does it actually truly mean to love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind, strength. Mm. Like, what, is it, what does it actually mean? We mm. talk about it. It's a great commandment. You know, what do we do with that? And it gets lived out. The answer to that is it gets lived out in the everyday, mm-hmm. in the mundane, in the exciting, in the normal, in the, you know, monotonous. And, and we need wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't expect to know it all. Young yeah. adults can't expect to know everything yeah. all by themselves. And so it, it matters that we have engaging conversations with people that can relay truth mm-hmm. more than knowledge, just the wisdom of how to live a God-honoring life. So yeah. yeah, that's kind of where I'd go. Just like everyone said, I feel honestly the same way. I just feel like the world is just um, bombarding us with their truth. And I feel like a lot of us are just getting distracted by some of it. And we just need to be grounded on absolute truth. And I just think it's important for us to talk about the things that are hard I mean, you read through scripture and a lot of the stuff that's happening in culture right now, you read through the Bible and it's almost like the, the Bible is very offensive and it's very opposite of what's going on. And so a lot of people have shied away from that to not be offensive. But I think with grace and truth, uh, we could be able to teach scripture and just help people graciously, but truthfully. And, and I think... Can I say And confidently. And confidently. Like, I think there's a lot of... there's a a gap in saying like, this is what I believe yeah. and I'm okay if you don't believe it too. Yeah. Like I believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Yeah. And if you don't believe that, like I don't need to cater my whole life around what you believe. Like I can still stand yeah. confidently, yeah. kind of like what you're saying. Like, That's good. Yeah. That's huge because I feel like, and we're not going to cancel you. We're not yeah, going to yeah. cancel no, I know there's yeah. cancel culture. We love you. It's like, we yeah. love you. It's like, Absolutely. That's well, okay. I, yeah, and yeah. Like we've talked, I mean, my own conviction, um, <laughs> is uh, we, we used to believe this to be true, that, um, you know, it, it's, it's this balance of truth and grace. And I think that that's actually a very worldly way of, of diluting the gospel mm. is it's, no, God calls us to be all truth yes. and all grace yes. all of the time. All of the time. And it's only through yeah. his Holy Spirit that we yeah, can do huge. that. And that's so huge. no, it's not cancer culture. And no, it's not, you know, loving and compromising the gospel. It's finding a way to love through the gospel, yes. through the conviction of God's truth. And then saying, I've done my part, Holy Spirit, you got to do the rest. Yeah, that's so. huge, man. That's so good. That's yeah, and, so good. Yeah, I mean, this is the stuff that I, this is why I think Young Adult, or um, In Doubt is so important. Like yeah. I can just get, I could just, we could talk for hours, I'm sure, the five of us. Like this is so good to say, yeah, how do we love other people when they have, you know, maybe they have nothing but negative things for us? Like what does it actually mean to embody that? And there has to be this self-differentiation to mm. say, I'm okay because I'm with God. Mm-hmm. And God has me. Mm-hmm. And so if you hate me or if you hurl insults at me, I mean, we're not looking for that. We're not trying to promote that or stoke that. Of course, yeah. But, you know, Jesus says like, hey, if you love me, he promises. Like, the world's yeah. not going to love you yeah. back. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of Christians that I, I know, are just they want to be liked. Yeah. And yeah. it's okay not to be liked. And if you're listening to this, it's like if people persecute you on account of Jesus, that might actually be okay. Yeah. You know, like it's your, a fe- yeah, your it's feelings. A blessing. Yeah. And it's what we're called to. Like That's how, that's the... Way it's supposed to be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I, yeah. mental health versus like just health, you know, like biblical health, spiritual health. Like yeah. I think a lot of times people talk about mental health as mental comfort. Mm. And there's a difference between mental comfort 
not having anything around us and just being healthy. Mm. So, I mean, like, yeah, the Ministry of Endowed is sweet. I could talk about it for a long time. Come but. on, bro. Well, unfortunately, we can't. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but maybe, uh, but I do appreciate all of you being here. Um, thank you so much. I, and I appreciate all that you've done in the ministry over the last 11 years. Um, we, we brought you all here uh, to celebrate the 11-year anniversary, but also I've only been here for two weeks, so I kind of want to know how to do my job. <laughs> so if you can kind of just give me some windows after the camera, just tell me how to do it, that'd be great. But um I'm grateful that you're all here. Thank you so much, Josh. Again, we love you. Wish you uh, were here with us. Daniel, thank you for joining us as you did via technology. We appreciate you. And um, thank you for tuning in. A reminder, every Monday we're on. So uh, you can look, you can watch us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you stream podcasts. But I hope you have a great Monday. That was a really good interview. That, yeah. was, that was really fun. It was actually so good. So I met Mike for the first time in that interview. So it was so cool to meet him, to see the guy who kind of laid the groundwork for all of this. Uh, I thought it was fascinating that uh, he would be in like the corner of a little like hallway recording and there was a brick wall. So as soon as he walked in, maybe there was a little bit of PTSD. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Oh, no, the brick. <laughs> the bricks. He I got to like, be honest. I didn't even know that he started in doubt. That's amazing. I, I thought so- Isaac was the first guy. <laughs> I was here for a good year or two before someone said anything about Mike. It's so cool to hear from him, man. Yeah. He paved the way for like something that's so, that we all kind of agreed is such an important ministry today. And so. Yeah. And you can tell that he still has a huge heart for it. And it's like. So cool. So cool. So So it was great to meet him. Joshua, again, we missed you, buddy. Wish you could have been here, but uh, hopefully we'll see you at some point. That'd be great to have you on the show. That'd be great. Um, Yeah. I feel like I should apologize to Ryan too for the uh, oh yeah Rosaria Butterfield because I I totally <laughs> set him up for that. He brought it up in the interview he and did. I'm like, oh no, and man, you don't know what's coming, bro. Yeah. You don't know what's coming, bro. Okay, highlight though, highlight for me. Obviously, the content was great. It was cool to hear the history and what everyone's doing and how important the ministry is. But when I put the mug <laughs> on the robot and Daniel does not know he doesn't till this moment he doesn't yeah. know technically he will not know that he was a robot till we air it. And uh, which I think is fascinating. We all going to keep it down low. That was pretty smooth. He, he, he like, like, I just like was just joking it. about it, but he literally like pulled up. I'm like, that was unplanned. Yeah, that yeah. was unbelievable. Uh, so I just thought that was so funny, man. <laughs> I can't believe how perfect that was. It's hilarious because like when we were sitting up, nobody asked why Daniel's iPad was on a robot. Nobody asked. Yeah, that. no one. <laughs> like they just saw this part yeah. of the set. It's, like, it's AI, bro. I mean, like this is it's, normal. It's, what do you mean? It's just a robot. He's <laughs> yeah, not here, game. so he has to be AI. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one brought it up. Yeah, it was just normal. Yeah, there was a yeah. robot at the captain's chair. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, any takeaways? Anything you want to say? I know that you were. Uh... I actually wasn't able to listen to it while oh, we were yeah, recording that's right. it. Oh, yeah, we so were sad. short. Of, so if you you were short a set of headphones, so I mean, this is a great opportunity to say, hey, if you want to contribute financially to help us. <laughs> We would really encourage the support. Yeah. We would really appreciate yeah. it. Ryan took my headphones. Yeah, keep the lights running and yeah. give this guy a pair of headphones. Yeah. It would just be really helpful. I for would him. like to listen to the conversation. <laughs> it would be helpful. It would be helpful. Isn't that right, Donnie? Yeah. That's fantastic. That's completely correct. I'm not an audio engineer, but uh, video, let me tell you. Nobody knows video better than me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on that absolute bombshell. Have a great Monday. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>